Hey moms, moms to be, moms of the spawn. We're here again with Shay. Hello. And we are so excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about the differences and changes that a child makes on your relationships, not only with your partner, but with your parents, your grandparents, and maybe even some other kids you got running around. Uh, so let's jump right into. So what have you been up to since last time um, we got together? Just dealing with, you know, the family emergency that made us miss last week, sleep regression, and the clinginess. Lincoln is so clingy right now. He's in my lap. Right. Um, he just, he only wants me. Right. He'll yeah. go towards someone else to hold them. And then he's like screaming because he wants me. Mm -hmm. Can't make up his mind about what he wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mason's going through something similar. We just transferred him over to uh, like real milk instead of the formula, which is so much cheaper. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Right. But it, um, you know, it messed with his stomach a little bit. It's a mm -hmm. new thing. So he, his stomach was a little gurgly this past week. So he's been dealing with that. And then he's going through a leap too. So we've, we've got all that combined. Um, we do got happy news, though. We we bought um, Halloween costumes. Yay! I'm so excited for Linky's first Halloween. He's going to be a little spider. And Callie's going to be a witch. And uh, we still haven't found Mason's, but we're going to go in store and look for that tonight. Do you have any out. ideas on what you want him to be? I wanted him to be Dumbo because it was so, so cute. cute. And then uh, couldn't find that one to get here in time. So now we're just... Michael said pumpkin, so we might go with pumpkin. That's cute. Yeah. yeah I feel like... That's a very common first Halloween costume. Yeah. Well, and that's why I don't want to do it. I don't want, I don't like common. I don't like things yeah, that have same. been done over I, I and think over I was a pumpkin on my first yeah, Halloween. Yeah, probably. Callie was a uh, cow. Oh, so, Callie. That's so cute. Because <laughs> we call her um, cow. I call her Callie cow. So Aww. she was a cow. And then we ended up seeing somebody that Halloween, a grown adult dressed in one of those inflatable costumes. Oh my God. And that's she was amazing. a cow. So we took pictures with him. It was so cute. But, um, I'm just, honestly, I'm ready for the candy. <laughs> yeah. Cause we know they're not going to eat yep. it. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's jump into this episode and get going guys. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. So I know everyone wants to pretend that their relationship wasn't altered at all by something that was supposed to be super happy. And you know, your little bundle of joy brings you so much happiness and this and that, but this is motherhood exposed and you know. We're not going to sugarcoat shit. Right. No, absolutely. How was your, yours and um, Michael's relationship? Altered? Yeah. Um, drastically in, in all areas. But we also didn't have much of a relationship before we ended up pregnant. So me and Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We only knew each other three months before, maybe oh, four months shit. before we found yeah. out that I was pregnant. And then right after that, we were engaged. Before I found out that I was pregnant, we had already lived with each other, like I say, only three or four months. So we didn't really have the base of a right. uh, relationship. We didn't know each other yeah. that well to know what worked for us, but we did know that we were we were meant to be. Yeah, Not, and Alex so, and I were together for six years, so that's a big difference. Than right, what but you and still. But still, we, we experienced um, financial changes because even though it was only four months into it that we found out that I was pregnant, it was still another nine months before I actually gave birth to the kid. Right. Now, I did have Callie before we got together, mm -hmm. So, but like I said, there was still not that foundation to have problems yet. Right. Once Mason was born, we had financial troubles. We, um, not financial troubles, but financial differences, um, yeah. arguing about where the money mm -hmm. needed to be spent. I wanted a 
whole themed nursery. I wanted the best of the best, you know, gadgets for the baby. And I wanted this and I wanted that. And we both had already had a kid before. And um, to him, it was, well, we know we're not going to use that. Or we know that this $100 cheaper swing works. So why do we need a mama roo? Yeah. You know, so we we dealt with that. And uh, of course, our sex life changed because, you know, in the beginning, I think with every new couple, once you get to the point to where you're having sex in your relationship, it's like rabbits. You know, oh, yeah, you're, you're doing time. it all the time. And then once I found out that I was pregnant, my uh, sex drive started declining. Not when I found out that I was pregnant, but when I got far enough along in my pregnancy for my hormones oh, yeah. to start changing and stuff like that. My sex life, I mean, my sex drive completely declined. I didn't want sex. Oh, yeah, me too. Same. I, um, it, but it, my it third a- trimester, yeah. bitch, ooh, yeah, it yeah. was like. It was probably as much as what we fucked when we were teenagers. In the beginning, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and then our um, our parenting styles, you know, we have a lot of disagreements there because he's all for let him figure out how to self-soothe, leave him alone, let him cry a little bit before you swoop in. Yep, Alex is too. Um, that must be a man thing. I think so, but... I know Michael's not for spanking. He doesn't believe that it works. And it doesn't with Callie. Oh, yeah. So he's not for the spanking with a hand. Now, if you have to spank, he thinks that it should be, you know, with a belt or a switch. Like, okay. Like, like how, well, we, how we grew up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, only on the butt. Like, you know, he's really yeah. he's really strict about spanking. And uh, me too now. Now, to begin with, I thought, you know, spanking was the way to go. But... When Callie grew up and was able, I went spanking her when she was six months old, guys. Don't get that. Don't don't get that impression. But like when she was a little bit older and I realized that it wasn't working, we had to figure out Callie's very intelligent for her age. So for her, it's a get down on eye level and explain Mm -hmm. to her what's going on, why you can't do that, why we need to do this or why I'm asking you to do that. A lot of people can't respect that because. They don't want to explain their self to a three-year-old. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that power it's trip of an adult. It's either my way or the highway yeah. with most parents. So, and Alex is the same way. He he believes that, you know, spanking, I say what goes, and I'm more like, let's talk about it. Right. And let's explain why this is wrong. Because I told him, I was like, think, think about it this way. You're at work. You make a mistake. And your boss comes and hits you. Right. What are you going to do? Right. You're going to lash the fuck out. Yeah. You're going to get pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And And act crazy right back towards your boss you know and um that's that was a lot of my point too um to begin with like i say ignorant to the fact that it didn't work with callie but no better do better is a a motto that i grow better it might work with mason right absolutely um and we'll just have to wait until mason's old enough to be disciplined you know before we'll figure that out but we have to figure out which which works for each of our kids now uh did your relationship with your parents change at all um, yeah, they, I feel like when you grow up, you don't see your parents as much. Mm-hmm. And now we see them all the time. Right. But that's really it. I mean, they're just around more. Right. Which is fine. You know. Right. Well, we, um, my, my dad is not present in my life. I've not uh, seen him since I was probably about 16 years old. And we'll just go ahead and spill the beans. He is in prison. Um. And so with my mom, a lot has changed. I think uh, my mom has a lot more respect for me, I believe. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I feel like I respect my mom more. Uh, absolutely. 
yeah. I see what she had to go through. Right, that's what I was about to say. You see what they dealt with. Yeah. And I know for, for my mom, at least, my, my childhood, I was hell. Like, I was bad. And I know my mom says all the time, she was like, well, now you'll get it with Callie because I prayed that her she would be 10 times worse with you than you was with me. Okay, mom, your your prayers have, have been answered because Callie is a ball of sass. She, she's sassy as she hell. Is, she is. She'll do her hair flip and put her hand on her hip. The and last stomp. time I was here, she goes, you leaving? I was like, yeah, I'll be back uh, next week. Yeah. Okay, don't come back. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very blunt. She's very honest. So, like... It, it is a handful to deal with. And like I say, she's super intelligent for her age. So it's not like you can just make up stories. You know, I know a lot of parents do it. Like you make up stories just to appease them, you know, yep. just to yep. stop. Stop asking me why. Not with Callie. You have to tell her exactly why. And I even sometimes have to like learn myself why things happen. Yeah. She's taught me a lot because I'll have to go on Google and be like, why is the sky blue? Because she wants a scientific answer to it. She's not just like, oh, yeah, you can't, oh because it's blue. She That's doesn't just, believe in the stork or anything. No, <laughs> uh-uh. she, she's, she wants the uh, honest, right to the point answers. Yep. Um, she wants it her way or no way. And she's yeah. very stubborn and, and very bullheaded. And I know when she gets older, that'll be great qualities for her to have. She won't let nobody run over her. But uh, as of right now, she needs to take it down about three notches. So <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I've got a lot more respect for my mom, especially her being a single mom and having to do it, mm-hmm. you know, by herself for the most part. Um, we did have a stepdad come in at about seven or eight, but, you know, how well, how um, things go. You know, like, I had a stepdad. Right. Your uncle. My, yeah. And he, he, uh, he was a big part of my life. Right. Know? But my dad was too, so it's like, I would always say that I had two dads, but people, you know, would take that the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Now, did did your relationship change with? I know you have two younger siblings. No, they don't talk to me, and I, and I hope you're listening to this because I texted y'all both the other day, and neither one of you texted me back. Oh man! Now I have um, two siblings that are about the same age as your siblings, so I have yeah. a 13 year old brother. I think she's 12, <laughs> 12 year old sister. Yeah. Um, I don't keep up with their ages because it makes me feel. Oh, I'm older. Yeah. My Savannah graduates high school next year. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me, too, because I was, I mean, we were about the same age when they were born. Yeah. So, as old as you feel, I feel older because yeah. I got a year on you. <laughs> but um, my siblings, I don't think anything changed there. Um, yeah, same. Now, Braylon is literally obsessed with my kids. She loves my kids, and my kids love that's her. That's great. Yeah. Savannah and Samantha, they seem to, you know love them yeah yeah i guess I mean, of course they do <laughs> they don't really that's their nephew see them that often but right. when is they it, do they're is it weird to you that your child has a well in your case lincoln has two aunts that are like 16 yeah that is weird it's weird but i also became an aunt at a young age like oh, that because okay. my older sister has uh-huh. two kids okay well i didn't well me and my sister are only 10 months apart so even if you know, when she had a child, it would be me being the same age. I think I was 20 when Kim, Kimber was born. Yeah. Yeah, because she's five now. So, yeah, uh, I was 20 years old, so that wasn't as young as 15, 16 years right. old. It is so weird to me that when Braylon comes over, I don't think, oh, this is your Aunt Bray Bray. I always say, like, accidentally, I'll be like, sister. And then, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh, no, 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 wait, that's your aunt. <laughs> so, um, is there uh any changes with 
I don't know. Your grandparents. grandparents. Yeah. Look at us. Right? Great minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my I feel like our relationship has gotten better with my grandmother, my mom's mom, because she's the only grandparent I have. Right. Um, um she loves Lincoln. Right. More than me. I was about to say, because me and my Nana have a very, very close relationship. Yeah. So when I had Callie, she was so excited about it. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she was gonna have not her not her first because Kimber, but right. she was gonna have another great granddaughter. Right. And uh then when I had Mason, I um I, you know, took him down there, obviously. But she loves my kids more than she loves me. And I was like, uh, excuse me, my nana. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, he wouldn't be here if it weren't for me. Yeah. So, like, hello. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it is a little weird to me. But at the same time, I'm so glad that my kids have that. You know, yeah, my kids too. were able to meet my grandparents. Lincoln is very loved. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm, even, I'm very, I'm very grateful for. Now, and let's circle back because let's talk about the relationship changes between you and Alex. I would just say the arguing sometimes. Yeah. Um, Because we, like I said, we don't see eye to eye on everything, but we see eye to eye on enough. Right. To where, you know, we're not like, I hate you. Let's yeah. get a divorce. Right. You, know? you can compromise. There's, right. There's a lot of compromisation. Yeah. Or if that's even a word. But there's a lot of compromising in a relationship with your partner. Oh, yeah. Once a child mm-hmm. is involved. Especially because mothers are more nurturing like yeah. just want to save them and hold them and cuddle mm-hmm. them and dads are more stern and that's how it's always been and it's also our families yeah like if my family gets to see him more then it's an issue if mm-hmm. his family gets to see him more it's an issue it's we literally have to schedule out the whole month yes yeah and it's it's hard sometimes right but, you know what can you do well we don't have necessarily that problem because michael's side of the family is only his mom and his sister um and his mom lives right down the street. Uh, and for the most part, we just tell anybody. My Nana doesn't leave the house for much of anything. So we'll take the kids down to Nana's. But everybody else, we're like, y'all just come here. Because yeah. it's, it's a lot to pack up the kids. Yes. Both of them. And we live literally an hour away from everything and everyone. Except right. you. Yeah. No. And that's a, that's another thing, like packing up the kids to come. like mm-hmm. Especially when they're infants. It takes a lot to get together. Like if you carry a playpen and their bottles and their strollers and yes. their and snacks. And Michael only sleep in his bed. So can you imagine him not sleeping for six hours at a time? It right. is a disaster. Oh, yeah. Absolutely it is. On the I way home you. from your wedding, he screamed the entire hour. Drive. Oh, my goodness. Because y'all were there for a while yeah yeah so and mason's gotten aware he doesn't sleep anywhere but his bed so i get what you're i, I get where you're coming yeah. from on that now you have something that i do not mm-hmm. you have another kid yeah so did yours and callie's relationship change at all better worse or just stay the same i think um while i was pregnant with mason there was a, a shift just a little bit mm-hmm. uh because I had only ever had Callie, and I think a lot of mothers suffer with this. I was terrified that I wouldn't love Mason. Yeah. Because how do you go from loving one child so much? Like, how do you divide that love? You know, like, right? how do you, how do you love both of them? Mm-hmm. And it, the answer to me was you don't divide it. You add to it. So as much as I loved Callie, I loved Mason. So I just added love to it. Now, 
I remember sitting in bed at night and talking with Michael crying, you know, because I was just so terrified that I'd never be able to love another child the way I loved Callie. Yeah, I understand. But well, I mean, kind of. Right. <laughs> well, it, it ultimately, you know, once he was born, it, it took me a little bit to emotionally attach to my pregnancy for that reason, because mm-hmm. I don't even know this kid, you know, like, I, how am I going to love him as much as I love Callie? And, yeah. and, and all that just ran through my head. But ultimately, I, I love him just as much as I love Callie. And like I say, it wasn't a divide in love. It just added love. Mm-hmm. Um. The only thing that I could think of that might be conceived as a negative for myself would be, or maybe even to Callie, was time. Like I had to learn how to divide the time because I can't add time like I can add love. But learning how to navigate between two children and spend as much time with both of them as I'm spending with the other one, you know, and, and, and just guiding myself through that and figuring out how to divide that time. And I think maybe, but I overthink a lot of things as far as it. Girl, me too. <laughs> so I think maybe, you know, I'm worried that Callie would have her, I, I was worried that Callie would have a resentment towards her brother because she didn't understand, well, why am I getting in trouble and my brother's not getting yeah. in trouble? Or why is my mama spending more time with him than she's mm-hmm. been with me? You know, and things like that. But like I say, I overthink things. And eventually I realized that Callie loves Mason just as much as we love Mason. And she completely understands that he needs more attention sometimes because yeah. he can't do a lot of things for himself like yeah. she can. So that was the only thing that, changed or altered in the relationship between me and her I think one thing that I struggled with and I know it has like nothing there's no common denominator yeah it's it's not the same at all but my animals before Link were my absolute world Mm -hmm. I loved my dogs I loved my cats and I still do obviously but everyone had me so scared they're like you're gonna hate them you're gonna get rid of them you need to get rid of them and I was like I can't do that right now, I know I've seen a lot of, like, in the Facebook mom groups that I'm in, a lot of the times I've seen where pregnant women do end up hating their animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and we don't have that problem because I didn't. Well, I had a bearded dragon while I was pregnant. I did have to get rid of her because yeah. I could not stomach the smell of cleaning her cage while I was pregnant. Yeah. So, there was that. But, well, ultimately, I didn't have that problem. I mean, I had my chickens, but they stayed outside. I just had to go feed them every once in a while. <laughs> but... Um, I think it does kind of connect to one another because before you have children, you have your pets and yeah. Link's your first. So yeah. they're, they're... And we never even knew we could get pregnant. Right. Yeah. I remember you saying that in so the last episode. My animals were my kids. Right. And you thought that that would be your kids forever mm-hmm. until, I, I know you've talked about adoption. So until you adopted your babies, yeah. um, your babies were going to be your animals. Right. So now it's that time in the episode where we're going to get on to our bonus topic our um makeup for last week if right. you will okay so let's talk about postpartum let's talk about the differences and the changes and everything about postpartum and let's start with uh afterbirth care okay. so what was the worst part of that afterbirth care for you well i forgot my pain medicine um prescription at the hospital oh so I went without pain medicine for however long it took me to not be in pain anymore. Right. How About how long was that after a C-section? Oh, God. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe like two weeks. Yeah. So, and it was about the same 
Um, now, if you've not listened to previous episodes, Shay had a C-section and I gave vaginal birth to both of mine. So I think the worst part of afterbirth care, Ooh. ABC care, <laughs> I think the worst part of that for me was taking care of my ribs or tears. And, and Ooh, I didn't yeah. tear as bad as I know some women have. And for lack of better terms, some of them tear for from hole to hole. But I think I had like three or four stitches with both of them. It wasn't to as me. Bad that as sounds worse. Yeah, for compared to a C-section. Oh yeah, that sounds way worse. Yeah. Well, it's okay for you to say that because you've had a C-section. Yeah. But if I say it, I'm shaming. So, <laughs> but and you, um, can I just say that's so annoying? It, Why can people not have opinions? Oh, I, I guess because I've not gone through a C-section, but so I can't personally compare it. I guess. So, but I know that um, go and pee after birth. It it burned. Ooh, it I bet. burned. But that poop after birth, that Did you have to poop before you left the hospital? No, they never made me. Me either. And I hear a lot of people say that me they do. And with both of mine, they never made me poop me before I left the they hospital. They told me I had to fart. Yeah, I think that's what they told me too. But um, and I was like, bitch, I can do that all day. What you mean? <laughs> right. I can do that. I could right. do that before. Right. Well, um, I know. Let's see. So what products did you keep on hand? Nothing. Okay, so what are they? She she just told me to um not to touch it, not to like rub it in the shower, just to let the water run on it. Okay, so did you need to keep soap mm -hmm. off of it then? They didn't want you to put soap on it? No, not not directly on it, but okay. if soap ran over it, that was fine. Okay, all right. Well, I was glued. Okay, and there's you can get stitches or staples with that too, right? I had internal stitches, but okay. I, it was just glue on the outside. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not very educated on what happens with C-sections or the healing experience. Honestly, or... it was so traumatic for me. I think I blocked out most of it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember much. Right. And I know with my first, I was in a, a, a very mentally and emotionally abusive relationship. So I have trauma block when it comes to that. So oh, yeah. my first one, I don't remember much of the experience. Now with my second one, I do understand that I had to keep a lot of products on hand. So yeah. with a vaginal birth, I kept what's called Dermablast. I kept, I bought a, some of that. Yeah. A squirt bottle. I kept witch hazel hemorrhoid pads. I kept, um, and with the squirt bottle, you mix it um, lukewarm water so that it wasn't like cold or hot going on your vagina. It was. Yeah. So instead of wiping, you would do that because you had stitches. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask you a very personal question? Hey. You totally don't have to answer it. Okay. What is did it? Did you poop? When? When, when I had, were, when, when I gave birth? birth? Yeah. Now I asked if I did because it felt like I did, yeah. but they told me no. Now I've talked to a lot of uh, labor yeah. and delivery nurses and have been told that they'll tell you no anyway, even if you did to oh, make okay. you not feel so bad about it. I remember when I was pushing, mm -hmm. Alex was like, if you poop, I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> and my nurse almost ripped his head off. She was like, you better not, or I will kick you out. Yeah. Well, and I kept, I know with um, Michael, I kept asking him, I was like, did I poop? Cause I felt like I pooped and I didn't according to either one of him. Now him not being a medical pro professional probably couldn't tell the difference between right. an afterbirth and poop, but my nurses said that I didn't. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, even if I did, I know it's a very common thing in, in giving birth. So I don't care. Poop is normal. Farting is normal. Just relax. It's right. Okay. <laughs> relax and you'll do it more. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, I, no, I don't think, I don't think I did. 
But like I say, if I did, oh well. They've I, seen I worse. I remember when I was pushing, I was like, I, I have to poop. Please don't let me poop. And yeah. they're like, girl, that's the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, the ring of fire is what they call it when the baby's head is just about to come out and yeah. it's stretched and dilated as much as you're going to. Mm-hmm. Yes. That right there is how you know. And I remember telling Michael, I was like, um, you need to go get the nurse because this baby is just about to come out. He was like, no, you just got your Pitocin. You just were induced. It's only been like two hours. I was like, I told you oh, it was going to be induced? here by five. Yeah, I was induced with both of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was induced with both of them. And to me, like I say, I've never had a birth that wasn't induced, but I feel like logic logically it just makes sense that an induction would be worse than a natural birth i've heard that because you're forcing your body to do something that it's not ready to do yeah i've heard that it is so uh, i don't know personally but i feel like it would be now i have always had body issues but they're so much worse now because i got this big ass smiley face ass scar yeah i'm fat my boobs are ruined. Right. Yeah, no, I feel that completely. I I struggled with the weight issues my whole life. Not that I was overweight. I was perfectly normal. But to me, I was fat. Um, I've weighed the same since I was 12 years old. And yeah. I've not always been 5'8". Yeah. So it was squashed. I was, I was shorter. So weight did not distribute as well as it does now. Because mm-hmm. I weigh 185 pounds. And when I tell people that, you they're like, yeah, all. no way you do. But... I do, um, and I've weighed 185 pounds since I was 12 years old. So yeah. going through school, I was bullied because all the popular girls were skinny, yeah. blonde, you know, whatever. And um, I struggled with that. And then right uh, after I had gotten pregnant with Callie, I had her. It took me a couple of years. I think she was two when I started going to the gym. And I yeah. finally got my stomach into the shape that I wanted to be. It was flat. Yeah. I had a flat stomach. My butt was lifted up. I was skinny. I was the image of my body that I wanted to be. Yeah. And then immediately after I had finally gotten comfortable with my body, I found out that I was pregnant with Mason. Yeah. So I spiraled and went into a... a huge depression because I had just done all that work to get my body to the way I mean I was going to the gym six days a week yeah so I had just gotten my body to the point where I wanted it to be and now here comes another baby to ruin it all over again (laughs) and I I gained a lot of weight and you know we've known each other for a very long time I have always had a body issues I've always thought I was fat right looking back at my high school body I wish I was that fat I yeah I wish (laughs) I was as fat as what I thought Right. was fat back right. then. I-, I was so skinny. Yeah. And I've looked at pictures like, you know, we used to go to Panama City every year. Yes. And I've looked at pictures and knew that I thought that I was fat then. And I was like, girl, I wish I was that fat. Me too. <laughs> because I look good. And I've gained, I've gained a lot of weight since being with Alex. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, that's because you're happy. Because mm-hmm. before Alex, I was in a very very abusive relationship you know that and i'll get into that at another time right but they make you feel like crap about your weight so Mm -hmm. um other than the weight issue i know like you were saying my boobies changed a lot and i was real self-conscious about that i don't wear anything low cut anymore unless i'm wearing my bombshell bra that puts them jokers back where they're supposed to be um but I think let's get deeper into body issues after pregnancy, after giving birth. So I lost hair. A lot of hair loss. Oh, yeah, me too. Like I have 
I think I'm still losing hair. Me too. And I have bald spots on each side of my head that I'm very self-conscious about. Like when I go to get my hair done, the same lady, Jody, who did my hair at my wedding has been doing my hair since I was like 12 or 13 years old. So every time I'm very open and honest with her, every time I go in there, I'm like, uh, can we do something about hiding these bald spots, please? Because <laughs> I'm very self-conscious about them. And yeah, I, every time I take a shower, I want to cry because of how much, how much hair that right. I lose. Yeah. And, um, on top of that, you've got, and it kind of goes back to the weight issue is metabolism change oh yeah because mine was through the roof like my metabolism was high before i had kids yeah now that i think with age but on top of that pregnancy twice and and even just once you know it changes your metabolism and and it's harder to get rid of that baby weight and it's harder to get rid of any kind of weight so and i'm real pissed because i was told that breastfeeding would help me lose weight not hell it hasn't Right. It's made me hungrier. And with breastfeeding, have you had your period? Bitch, let me tell you about this. So I already bled for 10 weeks after giving birth or and, after being cut open, whatever you want to call but it. But let me let me stop you right there because that was weird to me because I didn't know that you bled like that after a C-section. I thought you only bled me from, either. from your vagina after you me um, too. gave vaginal birth. Yeah, me too. So it was weird to me that when you told me that you bled for 10 weeks, I was like, mm -hmm. how? Why? You know, because yeah. not that it, it changes the birth or anything, but like not See, vaginally. I the same thing. Yeah. But, so you know. why do you bleed? From your vagina if you didn't push anything out of your vagina. Yeah. So it didn't make sense to me, but go on. And then two weeks after I finally stopped bleeding, my period hits. Right. And some breastfeeding moms still haven't gotten their period in my January babies group. And I'm pissed. I'm jealous. Right. I've always had horrible periods. Yeah. And I know one of the pros that made me want to breastfeed was not having a period. I know. So, and, and just a side note, again, we're not medical professionals or doctors or anything, but... Breastfeeding is supposed to make it really hard for you to get pregnant, too. And I know for a fact it does not. <laughs> it doesn't. So don't ever believe that you can't get pregnant while you're breastfeeding because right. that, that is not the case at all. So you've had your, your period basically since birth. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't I a period. I never even got a break. Right. My only break was being pregnant. Right. So it wasn't a period necessarily while you were bleeding for those 10 weeks. It was your body healing or mm -hmm. whatever the reason was. Yeah. And then immediately after you had an actual period. Yeah. Now, and I think with Mason, it was probably six weeks after that. Really? Yeah, until I got my first period. Ugh. I mean, but I did bleed like not 10 weeks, obviously, because it was six weeks when I got my period. But I think it was a good two, two and a half, maybe three weeks that I bled after giving birth. Um, and I thought it was weird that I bled for so long. Yeah, that is. I've never heard of someone bleeding for 10 weeks. I mean, I'm sure people have women. Right. Women. right. So I think um, moving off of that topic and periods and breastfeeding and stuff like that, birth control choices after pregnancy. Now, I can't speak to it to the fullest because I'm not on birth control. Me either. And my body has never done good with birth control. The only time I've ever been on birth control was I was 12 years old. And I wasn't on it because I was having sex. I was on it because I needed to regulate my period. Mm -hmm. So 
and I did not do well. I mean, yeah, it regulated my period, but the side effects of it were just horrible for my body personally. Now, if I was to choose a birth control right now to get on, I think that I would go with an IUD personally. Oh, no. Uh-uh. That gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. I don't even use tampons. This is TMI, but I, I can't. It right? It scares me. So you still don't go swimming when you're on your period? Uh-uh. <laughs> I remember going to Panama, you wouldn't. No. Every time we went on our family vacation, you was on your it's period. It's like they planned it that way, man. <laughs> and I remember telling you, we were like 14, 15 years old. I was like, put a tampon in. You're like, mm-mm. mm-mm. Nope. Not doing My it. My aunt actually got toxic shock syndrome twice. Oh, yeah, I think that that would scare me, too. But I use the all-natural cotton, not-dyed tampons. So. I use the all-natural, not-dyed pads. Right. And I will probably till the day I stop having a period. Right. So, did you, I know that they do a spinal block when you have a C-section, but did is that considered an epidural? I don't know. I had an epidural, but it didn't work. So, that's why they had to put me to sleep completely. And my dumbass forgot to tell them that I had... Scoliosis. Scoliosis. So that's probably why it didn't work. Right. Well, and I know my first one with Callie didn't work and I didn't tell them that I had scoliosis. Yeah. But when I had Mason, I was like, hey guys, the first one didn't work. So let's figure this out. And it turns out that my spinal cord is actually twisted around. So whatever's supposed to be on the left is on the right and whatever's supposed to be on the right is actually on the left. So that was the, that was the problem. Not necessarily that I had scoliosis. I mean, it might've made a difference, but ultimately the anesthesiologist told me that it was because my spinal cord was twisted. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, are there any, um, side effects from the spinal tap or the epidural that you had? I've always had back pain, so I couldn't, Right. I wouldn't be able to tell you even if there was. Right. Now I have had scoliosis and compressed vertebrae since I was, uh, I think my back problems and stuff started probably around the age of 11 or 12. Now, like you, I can't speak to whether... I have back problems after, but I do know that my back problems have gotten tremendously worse since an epidural than they were before an epidural. Right. Now, I have more back pain in my lower back. I have more um, in my hips, too. So, it hurts worse in my hips and my lower back. Used I would to, say my lower back does hurt a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, because used to, it was my upper back had problems, but now after epidurals, my lower back and it's like a burning pain it's not yeah. like uh like my no matter pain. how you lay it just will not stop right and i can't yeah. get comfortable anymore either Mm-mm. like at night when i sleep i, I just want to sleep on my stomach so bad yeah well i can still sleep on my stomach i supposedly you can't when you're breastfeeding someone told me that my milk will just all pour out and my boobs won't produce anymore we might want to do some more research into that yeah and i was <laughs> like that sounds crazy but okay I if anybody knows about that, send us an email. Yeah, please let me know. Because <laughs> I can't uh, I can't find the logic in that, if you know what I mean. Like, okay, yeah, if you turn a cup upside down, it's going to empty. But I don't feel like it works that way with your I babies. I guess compression. Well, yeah, that would make sense. I don't know. Yeah, because they tell you to wear sports bras if you want to dry up your milk because it yeah. compresses it. It stops it, whatever. Um, postpartum depression. So... Did you suffer with it? I suffered mostly with postpartum anxiety. I did not want anyone holding him. Mm-hmm. I still don't want anyone holding mm-hmm. him, to be honest. Um, I hate when people pick him up and walk around with him. Because, you know, what if they drop him? What if he yeah. throws himself out of their right. arms? You know, like, I... it 
it's scary for me. It's scary for me too. Like I've talked previously about like when Callie goes outside, even though she's three years old, I still get scared. Like if she's going to fall and scrape her face or something yep. like that, break a bone, you know, but I think that's just normal everyday mom worries. Mm -hmm. Mine is so bad though. It can't be normal because same. I mean, it is normal. Other moms do suffer with it. It is a normal thing, but it's not on like an everyday level. So that with the with the postpartum anxiety, I completely relate to that. But I did suffer a lot with postpartum depression, too. And I think I am still suffering with it. I didn't have the time to uh, I didn't have to I, I didn't have the time to process my postpartum depression with Callie. I had more things going on than what I was focused on myself, you know, like I say, I was in that abusive relationship. So it was more just trying to get out of that than right. it was trying to dig myself out of depression. But I don't know if it was postpartum depression. I'm pretty sure it was PPD combined with PTSD combined with depression of the situation that I was all in. All kinds of P's and D's. Right. All, all <laughs> kinds of the alphabet. I had the alphabet <laughs> depression. Um, now, baby blues and depression to me postpartum depression aren't the same I don't think I think that baby blues is just like you're a little sad here and there you know what, right what have I think you. that's that's mostly me I feel like I've I've been depressed for as long as I can remember right. I have always suffered with depression and you've known me long yeah. enough to where you know that right. I feel like Link has had a big impact in that and right. he has like cured me yeah and it, it's crazy how how much effect your kid can have on your right. mental yeah and I I think that's one thing that I can appreciate so much you know for my mom right is the overwhelming love that you feel from having a baby is just I didn't I didn't know it would ever happen right I didn't know I could ever love someone so much right yeah and it I makes didn't. me so happy right yeah um and moving on from that though what about when People want to help you with, with your baby. I don't want help. Right. I never wanted help. Right. I, my mom offered um, to come stay two weeks with me mm -hmm. because, you know, I've never done this before. Right. I was like, no, I got it. See, and I'm one that with Callie the first go around, I didn't. I wanted to figure it out on my own. Right. I wanted to figure out what worked for us because in my head we were going to be alone because after that relationship with her father, I was dead set on it's just going to be me and her we're just going to be happy together and we're going to figure this out on our own and right. if i've got her i don't need nobody else exactly um so i didn't want a lot of help with her i did have a lot of help though because i lived with my yeah. grandmother so my nana helped me constantly you know if she could tell that i was getting overwhelmed if she could tell that i needed just a little break she would come in and not make me feel bad about it or make it feel forced or anything like that but right. hey i want to spend a little bit of time with callie and and you could probably use the break do you mind if i take her no, please do. Because I knew she was just going to be in the other room. And, you know, Nana's raised plenty of kids. So, right. I, I'm not worried about it. So, I don't, my anxiety wasn't there in that. It was everything else. So, I had a couple of people that I trusted to help me. And and I know everybody does. But, like you say, sometimes you just want to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Now, with Mason. And I, I never felt like I needed a break. If I did feel that I needed a break. Alex was there. Alex was there. Right. Now, and that's how we are now, like, with um, Mason, I don't, I don't know, um, it doesn't bother me, not that it bothered me to begin with, but it doesn't bother me near as much for somebody to say, 
hey, can I have them for a little bit? You know, can I come over and spend some time with them? Yes, please do, because I'm fixing to go take a shower, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to run to the store yeah. real quick. As long as you're in my house, I, I don't care. As long as it's somebody I trust and you're in my house, I don't care. Right. Because I've, I've had my, I want to learn how to do it, and I learned how to do it, and now I know how to do it. No, I don't. Let me back up. Nobody knows what they're doing when parenting. Right. Um, I know what works for us. So I don't need, I don't need all the time. You know, I want all the time because that's my last baby, but it doesn't bother me with help as yeah. much as, like I say, not bothered, but well, you get what I'm saying. One thing I've noticed a lot of moms have an issue with is they always want to help with the baby and not with anything else. Like, right. there can be dishes piled up in the sink, laundry that needs to be done. They only want to help with the baby. Right. That's Lincoln here again with us, guys. And um, he's a little ill because he didn't. He decided he didn't want to nap today. So, if that's if that's it, what you're hearing, that's what you're hearing. It's Lincoln. Sorry. It's good. Um, I did have a couple of people write in about the postpartum. And like I say, neither one of us are on birth control. Neither one of us did anything as far as like tubes tied or burned or snipped or anything like that. So we don't know anything to this effect personally. But I did have somebody write in and say that when you have a tubal, when you have your tubes tied, they, they numb you up, but mm -hmm. they leave you awake and you can smell oh, no, it. Uh-uh. Yeah, nope. no, I couldn't no, do thank it. You. I couldn't do it. So all you moms out there that have had a tubal ligation or, Mom. yeah, like you go girl, because not for me, I could never. Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about as far as postpartum goes is, um, I know earlier we talked about the changes in our sex life while we were pregnant, but what oh, about yeah. the changes in sex lives after we had a baby? Well, when Link was in our room. It was different because I felt weird with him being in the same room as yeah. us. And I didn't. Right. Even though he I, won't remember it. It's right. still weird. Yeah. It's, yeah. It made me feel like uncomfortable and it, I was not horny. Right. But now um, everything's back to normal because he's in his own room, you know. Right. The so night, you still so. have your personal time. Right. Now we do not because <laughs> like I said, Callie's still in the bed with us last night was the first night that we actually got her to sleep in her bed on her own for most of the night. She was in there until about five o'clock this morning, which is not a normal thing. So she'll go to sleep at about 1030, but she's going to wake up at one o'clock every morning. Right. So if there is time, it's going to be that window between 10 and one. Does that affect you, you guys at all? Like your, our personal life, yeah. like our relationship. Yeah, yeah it does because as a man, Michael has his needs, you know, yeah. and me, I could care less if we ever have sex again. So, oh, no. Yeah. Like, Sorry, Michael. <laughs> right. Like, no, I don't. It doesn't make a difference to me. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But right. I think that's more You're of a. You're happy with or without. Right. I think it's more of a mom mindset, though, because I know that there's other things that I need to be taken care of. Now, I, I know personally, I need to take care of my personal relationship. I need to take care of my marriage, too. But. To me, that can wait. You know, we can we can yeah, do that a different night. That, we can, totally. we can uh, make sure that we get some personal time in later on this week or something like that. Now, right. I do know that I've tried to make it a point to do it at least once a week. Yeah, and I'm really bad about, okay, yeah, later tonight. Yeah. Well. And that later sometimes happens the next day. Right. Yeah. Sometimes later means over 24 hours. But I know that I've looked I've looked into it because at first I was like, okay, well, maybe something is wrong. Maybe I need to go to the OB. You know, maybe there was a 
and miscommunication of nerves uh, or something uh, like what's that. What's it called? A husband stitch. Have you ever heard of that? Where they stitch you up one more time to make it tighter for your oh, husband? Oh, yeah. No, I would never do that. What the hell is up with that? I could never. I'm not going to go have surgery, kind of. Well, they do it after your birth, supposedly. No, I well, I guess they stitch mine. Because I ain't never had no problems. But <laughs> I, um, I don't know. It's just a... If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't type thing. So, it is what it is. But I know that I've made it a point to try and try and work on it. We had a lot of feedback uh, through email come in for the first topic that we talked about as far as relationship changes. Yeah, a lot of really good ones. Right. And I wanted to read off a couple of those. I know that uh, we've already circled off of that. But let's circle back to it. So I've got um, an email here. It says that one of the changes that she experienced was resentment. Doing 99% of the care for our baby and all of the care tasks around the house have made me resent the heck out of him. And while I miss our marriage before the baby, I'm grateful to at least know what I'm working with now. I'm trying to navigate it all and see where he will make changes, but it's a work in progress. I think as long as they're working on it. That, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a common issue with a lot of people, though. Yeah, it is. I know with us because, I mean, and it just happened this week. I did three loads of laundry and got out um, our folded table. We have a six-foot table that folds in half that I keep in the laundry room. And I only bring it out when I have lots of laundry to fold. And I fold them on that table. And I brought it in the living room. And I was folding all the laundry and got all the laundry folded. And then by the time I got it done, I had to go to work. So, I guess I just expected for Michael to take the initiative and at least put the laundry up. Without asking. Right. Because I had washed it, dried it, folded it, and it was sitting there ready to be put up. He, all he had to do was put it in the drawer. Well, he didn't. And I come home Mm -hmm. pissed off. Like I can do all this and take care of the kids all day. Why can't you just put up the laundry? Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to do to it. So I think after we had that conversation though, the next day I come home because I left it because I'm petty like that. Like if you're not going to put it up after I washed it and dried it and folded it, then I'm not going to put it up either. Right. Um, so I left it and the next day he had putting it up and folded up the table and put the table up and he had taken care of all of it. So I, I think as long as you're working on it and communicate right. your issues, you know, and, and eventually things will work out, you know, um, I think we had one more episode here. I mean, one more email here. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about it, Link? You want to talk about it? Anyway, this one says, uh, hello, I have a lot to say about this topic, but I'm going to sum it up a little. And uh, when I had my son 12 years ago, I was head over heels for his father, not knowing that he was no good for me. Anyhow, I had my son. His father and I kept breaking up and getting back together. I was so young and naive, he asked me to move to his home state, Mississippi. Well, after being there for six months, I decided that was not the place for me because I'm a city girl, so I moved back home. Little did I know I was pregnant again. All through my second pregnancy, he was back and forth from state to state. I didn't think nothing of it. The whole time, he was living a double life. I had my daughter. (laughs) Yeah, I don't mean to laugh, but that is just like one of those nervous laugh situations. You're like, oh my gosh, how does that even happen? I had my daughter. He missed the birth, showed up hours after I had her. So, of course, me wanting to try and make things work for my kids, I stayed with them. But when she was one, I finally put my foot down. It was hard and emotional having two kids and breaking it off with a toxic man you've devoted 10 years of your life to. But I got up and kept it moving. I didn't want to raise my kids in a toxic home, and I'm glad I got out because now I'm happily married. 
Oh, so, I'm, I'm so glad you got your happy ending. Right. I'm so glad it worked out for you. And that kind of is my situation too, because with Callie, I was in a toxic relationship. I'd been with him for two years, not 10, but two years. And then when I found out that I was pregnant with Callie and she was a girl, then I knew that I did not want my daughter to think the way that her, right. her father was treating me was the way that she needed to be treated later on in life. So I went ahead and, and, and pushed the, yeah, pushed to get out of there. Cause, and it was hard. So, and I think that was as far as, let me double check here, but I think that that was the couple of emails. Oh, no, here's another one. Um, Sorry, it's super long and you're welcome to shorten it and sum it up because I suck at that. <laughs> me too, girl. Me, me too, too, girl. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. We'll sit here and talk for, I know, 45 minutes after this episode is done with all kinds of things we should have added, but we'll add them next episode is always our, our go-to. Um, my husband and I have been together almost 10 years now. Our oldest son is four and a half and we have four kids and one on the way. You go girl. Cause yes, I, girl. I could never, I could never juggle all that. We've definitely had some ups and downs since having kids. It was hard to adjust to not having as much time together at the beginning. Yes. All of that. Because oh, yeah. it, it, like I say, we didn't have a, a stable, um, principle of how our relationship was going to work but i do know that callie was old enough to say go play and we could spend a little bit of time between right. just us and then it turned from you know having that little bit of time to now we're juggling two babies um i think the hardest thing at first oh wait but also going from zero kids to almost five in less than five years that sounds super mom so <laughs> that sounds like super mom because i could never uh, I think the hardest thing at first was division of responsibilities because as a mom, you feel like you have so much pressure to take care of the kids, but society doesn't seem to put that same pressure on dads. I often, let, let me just pause there and I'm probably going to pause after every sentence of this, but true. It is so oh, yeah. true because like we've said before, when a father is taking care of their kids, it's babysitting. But when we're taking care of our that kids, drives me, nuts. me too. But when we're taking care of our kids, that's just what you have to do. Yeah. That's just your job. It you signed up for is. that when you had babies and, mm -hmm. and all that. I often felt like my only purpose was to take care of the kids day in and day out and actually felt a little jealous that he got to get a break from parenting while he worked. Yes. Can I add to that? Yeah. I found myself getting so jealous the other day that Alex got to go out to eat for lunch and I was like, well... Right, I don't get to do that. Yeah, I don't get to do that. Well, and I try and explain to Michael all the time. I'm like, you get a break. You leave this house for eight hours every day. You don't have to worry about what the kids are doing or if they're safe or healthy because I have them and you right. know they will be. And he, his response is always, well, I still have to work. Well, I'm still at work. Well, yeah, but even the little four hours I work every night is a break for me. And that's why I do it. So I yeah. know that little eight hours you get is a break for you too. Um, let me see, where was I? But then I also felt selfish for feeling that way when I was lucky enough to stay home. Same. Same. Yeah. yeah I always feel so bad. You yeah. Know? Like, why should I, why, why am I jealous of him getting to leave the kids? You know, like, why Yeah, because I, I don't want to leave. Right. I also felt like in the beginning, he was kind of clueless about a lot of little things that moms actually have to keep track of. Groceries, laundry, kids, clothes, sizes, finding the right bottles, sippy cups, etc. I felt like the mental load was so much bigger on me than it was on him. It caused a lot of arguments at first because I felt like I had so much on my plate and was expected to be perfect without asking him for help. Same. Because I felt so, like in the beginning, I wouldn't wake Michael up to help with Mason at night because I knew he had to get up and go to work in the morning. 
So I, I, you know, I would struggle through that on my own, even though I was already exhausted. Now, I also, let me see. Luckily, we found better ways to communicate and worked on ways we could compromise. I also realized he really didn't expect me to be perfect and I was putting too much pressure on myself. Same. I feel like I wrote this email. <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> Honestly, though, I couldn't have asked. I don't have five kids. <laughs> Honestly, though, I couldn't have asked for a better father to my children, though, especially since this pregnancy has been more exhausting, physically draining on me, and he has taken over a lot of the little things that I used to keep up with. Some days he does almost everything, and I lay around because I just don't feel good. He encourages me to take care of myself and the baby I'm growing, and he takes care of all the house and the kids while I relax if I need it. Overall, it was rocky to begin with because now instead of just being a couple, you're also parents and you have to learn mm -hmm. parenting styles that work for both of you. Absolutely, girl. He sounds like a great guy. It so does. Happy he, for you. he does. He sounds amazing. But in our case, I think it has made us stronger. It took work to get here, but I honestly can't complain about my relationship at all now and couldn't ask for a better partner at life than him. That's so awesome. And that wholesome. Is awesome, I mean, yeah. it just, it goes all together, you know, like, like I say, I just felt like I wrote that email. Like it was just everything, you know, feeling jealous of him getting to go to work and mm -hmm. then not feeling like I can ask him for help because who am I? I, I get to sit at home all day. Why can't I just yeah, and get I all this together? Alex is really good about like helping me once he gets home. Mm -hmm. Like I'll go take a 45 minute shower. Right. And that's, that's the same. Like once Michael gets home, I go to work like yeah. Wednesdays and Saturdays I'm off. But most of the time when I get home, Michael has to step up because yeah. I leave just about the same he time. Has no like, choice. Right. There's an hour between when right. he gets home sometimes. Now, sometimes when he gets later, it's not even an hour, maybe it's 30 minutes, but there's just that small window. And then I go to work and then I come home and some most days the kids are still up because like I say, Callie has a problem sleeping and Mason's yeah. going through his sleep regression. So we, we have to compromise and you have to figure it out. And I think we both get an equal amount of time as far as taking care of. And he definitely helps me with everything. Well, I will say that I do feel really bad because Alex doesn't get much time with Link during the week. Mm -hmm. So he'll get home around six 30. Right. And Link is ready for bed at like eight, eight at the latest. Right. So Alex will always, Alex always does bath time. Yeah. Well, bath time is Alex and baby time. Right. Well, and that's good that you give that to him. You yeah, know? of course. Because like you say, your anxiety with somebody else doing something. But yeah. And I, I will say Alex is such a great dad. Yeah. And I was worried. Yeah. Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, he can be mean to the dogs. Right. He'll be like, shut the F up. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, they're just barking, okay? Right. They're letting us know that the mailman's here. Right. They're just they're just doing dog things. They're doing their job. Yeah. So, like, when the baby comes, you was like, what if the baby cries? Yeah. Yeah. But no, he's, I completely he's understand so great. I'm right. so, so lucky. Yeah. I think in the end of it all, we're, we've both lucked up, you know, oh, especially yeah. with, with the past that we've both been through and, and finally getting to, to the happy of our lives. Mm -hmm. So, that's something. Let's end it on a happy note. <laughs> Happily ever after. Happily ever after. For now. Join us next week for our spookiest topic yet. Monster in-laws. We're so excited to tackle this topic with you and stir up a little trouble in the cauldron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.